Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Rutari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what I'm referring to is growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do in today's episode is continue on with this whole aspect of the miracles signs and wonders of God. <laughs> and if you've been if you've been following this podcast, you know by now that we haven't really talked at all about the miracles, signs and wonders of God. And so I need to back up and explain once again the reason behind that. The reason behind us not emphasizing the various miracles the various signs and wonders that are performed by God is because that whole area has been something of a characterization that has been portrayed, unfortunately, by much of Western Christianity as nothing more than a sideshow at a circus. It's really been unfortunate because of the way that things have been presented. Not so much the fact that miracles, signs, and wonders take place. It's just how they've been packaged. And it's been pretty hokey, by and large. There's exceptions. There's always the exceptions. And thank God there are exceptions. But the things that have received a lot of attention are things that are oftentimes gimmicky, they are things that are designed to get people's money. They are fantastic to the point that they are unbelievable because they are unbelievable. They're not true. There are a variety of things that go on in that whole industry. And people like P.T. Barnum said, there are people that are born that are suckers for that stuff every day. Partly because we want to see things take place and partly because also there are some really desperate needs that require attention and there's hope that there might be a miracle, there might be something that is something more than what we can do on our own. So, the Miracle Signs and Wonders topic has come up because it's a preparatory statement regarding the movement that we're involved in currently in world history pertaining to the kingdom of God being demonstrated with miracles, signs, and wonders following the preaching of that good news. The fact being, we are seeing more 
of that take place now, and we're going to continue to see that expand across the nations on an even greater scale because the presence of the Lord is going to be manifest on the face of this earth again in a very strong and pronounced way because he wants us to know the difference between religion and relationship. And when I say religion, I'm talking about dead religion. The things that we do that have no life in them at all, and they are our attempts to either appease God or make our way to God. And they're the works that we do, and they are empty. They don't really do anything other than get us tired or confused. Relationship is different. It's something that takes place as a result of meeting someone and then engaging in interaction with them. We have relationship offered to us by God. He is the one reaching out to us and inviting us to come into relationship with him. But in order to come into relationship with him, we have to come into his kingdom. And in order to come into his kingdom, we have to be supernaturally born again. Just like we are physically born into this earth, we need to be spiritually reborn or born again into the kingdom of God. And it requires a supernatural act of God. It's not something that we do as a self-help program. It's not kind of like polishing ourselves up so we can become a little bit better, and that way God's going to be happy and he'll let us in. It's not that at all. It is literally entering into the kingdom of heaven because of a relationship that we have encountered with Jesus Christ the result of the Holy Spirit drawing us to him and we meeting him and he revealing the love that he has for us and how he intends to use our lives for his glory. <laughs> and so this podcast right now is emphasizing miracle signs and wonders as a preparatory statement, meaning be prepared to see these things taking place more and more and be prepared for God to use you in demonstrating them. Not just for you to see them, but for these things to take place as a result of God using you and flowing through your life. You becoming a vessel for that to take place. That's powerful, man. That's where we're at right now. We are in the place of helping each other out, right? <laughs> we're helping each other out by being prepared to handle this type of power because we've seen what takes place when we don't handle it properly it turns into something that looks very strange it looks like entertainment that is of a really low quality because it's produced by people that have less than the best of intentions and their effort to do things is shoddy at best and as a result, we're left with this characterization that this is what God's like. And if that's what God's like, I don't want any part of it because it looks hokey. And the reason it looks hokey is because it is. Jesus didn't <laughs> Jesus did not operate as a hokey car salesman or as a sideshow barker trying to get people in saying she walks, she talks, she crawls in her belly. Come and see your miracle today. He didn't do it to get crowds. Miracle signs and wonders happened, and as a result, crowds came. He didn't do it so that they would come. They came as a result of. 
the big difference between Jesus and the false prophets and false teachers is this. Jesus had the backing of his heavenly father and the other people didn't. Big difference. The presence of God versus the presence of people or the presence of lesser spirits. You wouldn't know the difference unless you saw the real. And that's what Jesus came to do, was to reveal the real. This is what God is really like. And the signs followed that. He didn't follow the signs. So the focus was on character, building character, so that people coming into relationship with him and being born into the kingdom of heaven would have a basis for them to understand, for us, for us, for those of us who are born again, for us to understand the culture of God's kingdom. Just like it's important to understand the culture of America so that we can function as an American or whatever country you're in, you know the culture of that country so that you can function as a citizen of that country. You know what the food's like. You know what the music's like. You know what the clothes are like. You know what the art is like. You know what the culture is like in that country. You know what the rules are. You know how things function in that country, in your country. Well, the kingdom of heaven is not a make-believe country. It's not a make-believe realm. It's a real kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. It's the rule and the reign and the realm of God. It's the function of God as well as the place of God. The two are the same, just like the presence of God is the same as the word of God. To feel God is to hear God. To hear God is to feel God. We sense things in our spirit and we interpret them through our feelings. So, Jesus, in laying the foundation for citizenship in his kingdom, which was and is the most important teaching that Jesus came proclaiming, the kingdom of God and the Father heart of God, those two themes are all throughout the teachings of Jesus because they were the highlight points, the reason why Jesus came, so that we could experience relationship and citizenship with God and then ultimately or eventually with one another. When I say ultimately, I mean the relationship is completed when it is God and others and us being joined together. That makes a complete unit. And that's what Jesus prayed for. And that's what is taking place. That's where we are in world history right now is the furtherance of that. And it will take place because Jesus said so and he prayed for it to happen. If anyone's prayer is going to get answered, it's going to be the prayers of Jesus. <laughs> And so, all of this emphasis has been placed in the previous episodes on the character qualities that we find in a person's life that make up citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. And the first character quality we find out is the fact that a person is humble. They're humble. They've taken a real look at things and have come to realize that spiritually, 
you're bankrupt without God. It takes a revelation of God to show us how far we are from him. It takes a revelation of God to show us how far we are from him because if we don't have a revelation of God, we have nothing to gauge where we are in life. Everything seems like it's fine. That's just the way it is. When the Holy Spirit brings to us a revelation of the presence of Jesus Christ, the presence of God, making it real to us, something happens. We experience a reality check where we look and say, my life is nowhere near having any kind of connection with God. I'm lost. And if you've ever really come to that place, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, and you're listening to this, and something's drawing you, that's exactly right. You're being drawn by the Spirit of God into relationship with Jesus. Praise God. So, Jesus is emphasizing the quality of life that's in his kingdom and what it means to live in his kingdom and how we can function in a healthy way in his kingdom as citizens of his kingdom in relationship with him and one another. And so if that's happening to you and you're being drawn, like I said, praise God. And if it has happened to you and you've entered into the gate, you come in through Jesus, praise God. Now what? Now what do we do with all of our time that's left over? We don't go from being born again into, then we die, and now we're in our resurrected bodies. There's this time lapse thing going on. Okay, well, that's where we are. <laughs> it's called daily life, right? One person once said it, man, that stayed with me to this day. They go, the thing about life is, is it's so daily. <laughs> and when I heard it, I knew exactly what they meant. Daily life. Sometimes it can seem like it flies by. Sometimes it can seem like it drags by. It's just the sheer fact that we know one thing, and that is this. <laughs> it's daily. Daily life is where we live. And daily life is where the kingdom of God is growing. And we are part of that kingdom. Now what? We don't just die and go to heaven. We live. And so how we live becomes very, very important because this is our opportunity to grow. This is our opportunity to grow with this in mind. The evil that's allowed to exist in this world is just that. It's allowed to exist and it serves a purpose. And that purpose is to <clears throat> provide a setting for us to grow. There's no other setting like the setting of earth that has this much activity going on that produces this type of growth in our life. And so what we do here isn't just limited to what's taking place here and now. What we do on earth affects us eternally. So learning how to live eternal life 
within the scope of God's definition of living life is the focus of this podcast episode. And where we have landed is on this particular portion of the teaching that Jesus provided regarding the blueprint of citizenship in the kingdom of God. And is this beatitude, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. <laughs> as try as many times as I have tried, I have yet to say that exactly the way that Jesus said it. One of these days, I know that's going to take place. And when that does, I will shout hallelujah at the top of my lungs. Because it's not just what Jesus said. It's the way he said it that matters as much as what he said. When he said, blessed are the pure in heart, the people that heard him understood what he meant. And yet, he explained it as he was moving along so that no one would really be left out if they were really hungry to understand what it was that he was talking about. If they were just casually listening. They would check in, check out. It really didn't matter that much anyway. But if someone was really zeroed in on what Jesus was teaching, and if they stayed with him throughout his teaching, he would teach them. He's a master teacher. Love to teach. Ever met a good teacher who loves to teach? It just comes from them. That's Jesus. He loved to teach. And so, and he was good at it. In his teaching, he was taking time to let individuals know that what we use to see God is in our heart. Our heart is the tool, our insides, our bowels. One person said, <laughs> again, I'm using things from other people a little bit more than I normally do, but one person once said, the ear of his spirit was directly behind his navel. <laughs> and, I, and I get what he meant, his gut. You know, his heart is his belly. He sense things in your belly. Well, that's what Jesus is talking about. He goes, in your heart, if your heart is pure, you will see God. You'll perceive God. That word see and perceive are interchangeable. The perception of God. So, so what, 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 what do you mean by that? Well, you, you know, he meant that if your heart is pure, you will be able to experience relationship with God Beyond it being just a religion, it will be a felt, real relationship. Because what we used to feel with will be pure. Because God is pure. Not goody-goody. Not like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Oakley-doakley. Not that. Pure. Transparent. Open. Not defiled. Clean, absolutely see-through. No alloys, no mixture. God, being holy, being pure, 
And us being holy, being pure, connects us together. Now, when I first heard that, I was so excited because I knew that I was not a very pure person. And so my expectation was that this was going to be something that was going to be a one-and-done thing, okay? And that I was going to pray, and God was going to purify my heart, and that was going to be that, and then I could go on to something else. (laughs) Sound familiar? That's probably like a lot of us, because it doesn't take very long to read the entire written Sermon on the Mount. Take about 20 minutes. Obviously, it took longer than 20 minutes for Jesus to deliver it. Matthew provided us a great outline. Jesus was giving the full expression, and Matthew provided the high points. Jesus was saying that what we use on the inside or what we have, who we are on the inside, who we are on the inside is how we relate with God. Now, once again, I thought that was really good news. And it is good news. But I thought it was good news because it was going to be something I would pray and then it would be done with and then I could move on. So I prayed and nothing really happened. And so I prayed again thinking that I probably didn't maybe pray right or something and nothing really happened. And I prayed a few more times and nothing really, nothing happened. And I was pretty disappointed. And I thought, man, maybe I'm just too far gone or something. I don't know. I got nothing out of that. And I walked away. And I really didn't pay too much attention to anything going on until that blessed of the pure in heart kept coming back around in my mind. And I'm like, where's that coming from? I tried that. It didn't work. I don't know what to do. But it was God bringing that word back to me and wanting me to address it again. So I addressed it again and again and again, and nothing happened. Not anything, not one thing. And I was once again horribly discouraged. And as a result of my discouragement, I walked away thinking to myself, this is all a bunch of nonsense. And uh, I kind of packed up my stuff and went my own way and uh, I checked out of things for a little while, a few years actually, probably about, I don't know, five, six years where I just really didn't pay much attention to anything pertaining to God. I was rather young, so I was involved in sports and uh, girls and other stuff. And so I just was like, 
I guess, I don't know. <laughs> and funny how you can be really passionate about something and then after a while it doesn't like work or something, you just kind of let it fizzle out. And I just, it, and it really kind of fizzled out until. And it's that until that we're going to pick up in the next episode because it's going to take that much time to unpack the until. So, until we meet again, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the work of your spirit, how you move in our lives at times and in ways that we aren't even aware of it, where we've given up, done other things, yet you haven't given up. You have remained full of faith, full of hope, full of love. And now things are taking place that are different than they were before. And you're showing us that these are things that have always been available. It's just now we are in a place where we can receive from you and respond in a more appropriate fashion. God, thank you. Thank you for helping us when we weren't even asking for help. Lord, create within us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Purify our minds, God, and prepare us for the teachings to come. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifeforonthefire at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, adios, amigos.